You're listening to the Brick Magnate Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, and welcome to this brand new show all about the wonderful world of Lego that we all love so much. So this is an entirely new thing for me. Um, I normally have run podcasts about business and very sensible, very serious grown-up stuff, but over the recent years, my obsession with Lego has grown and grown and grown to the point where I figured, you know what, I want to share in this with people. I want to talk a bit about the sets that I've been building, um, what's happening in the Lego world and all that sort of stuff. And thus, Brick Magnate was born. So this show is going to feature reviews of the latest sets that I built, um, little bits of news as they come up, you know, sets that are coming up in the future, and just a little bit of brick-based banter and buffoonery. And hopefully you'll enjoy it, and um, hopefully, you know, we can expand this fantastic community of adult Lego fans, AFOLs, AFOLs. I'm saying this, I'm, I'm relatively new to this wider world of adult fans of Lego, so I may not be up on the lingo. Do we actually say it all the way out like adult fan of Lego every time we describe ourselves? Are we AFOLs? Are we AFOLs? I don't know. Hey, if you're a long-term adult Lego fan, hit me up on social media. Let me know. Clue me in on the lingo. I'm on Twitter at BrickMagnate, on Instagram at Brick underscore Magnate, and on TikTok at BrickMagnate. I'd love to connect with absolutely anyone who has a passion for Lego on those channels. So I'm going to start off this first episode by talking about the most recent set that I finished. And it was a big one. It was a whopper. It was the Hogwarts Express, which was released a little while ago. And um, this set came with 5,129 pieces. And it retailed for $429.99 in the UK. That's in British pounds and 499.99 in the US. And uh, so it wasn't cheap, but it was very much positioned and marketed as a collector's edition as opposed to a play piece. And anyone who's looked into getting this set will have seen it's had mixed reviews to say the least, to the point where I almost didn't buy it because I think last time I looked especially uh, particularly on the UK site it's sitting at around about three out of five in the reviews, which isn't great for such a high-profile signature piece, a premium set. And most of the negative reviews and negative remarks about it are centered around two things. First is that it doesn't fit within kind of Lego cities. So... For all those fantastic Lego fans who have those incredible Lego cities, they were hoping for an, a Hogwarts Express that fit where the tracks fit into the rest of that city, you know, so they could kind of slot it in there and add it to things like Diagon Alley and um, Grimmauld Place and stuff like that. And this set just does not conform to that sort of setup, to the, the Lego city setup. The other big complaint was that it was made as a display piece, not as something to play with. So uh, kind of a bit like the um, the Ultimate Edition or the Collector's Edition of the Millennium Falcon, where, you know, once it's built, 
you can't really play with it. Anyone who's tried to pick that thing up will know you cannot play with it. You can barely even look at it without a piece of it falling off, right? So it is a weird set because the the markets that you would think it would appeal to the most are kind of excluded. The Lego city builders cannot add it to their fantastic sprawling cities and the the fans of play people who want to use these sets to recreate moments and to um you know play with the minifigures and all that they, they can't use it either it is purely to put on display somewhere and even for people who want the display piece it's a tricky set overall because it's so big it's over a meter in length i believe and you know it's it's not going to fit on a shelf it kind of straddles uh, i remember seeing a review video um, on instagram of this and they have it straddling across the top of two bookcases so it's a big big display piece as well so they maybe did miss the mark a little bit in terms of who their target audience was uh but you know it, it is impressive it's definitely impressive looking now, the build experience was just okay. It was okay. To be honest, there were some really repetitive stretches. And that's just by nature of what this thing we were building is. You know, there's not a whole lot of variety when you're basically building a long red tube with wheels <laughs> that sits on a meter length of train tracks. Like, there's not much room for variety there. It's a little bit like the Saturn model. Um, you know, I loved building the, the Saturn model, but again, it's it's a long white tube. Yeah, of course, that's, that's minimalizing the detail that goes into it, but still, the end result, you're just building a smooth, long thing, right? So it's going to get repetitive. Tracks in particular were mind-numbing. You know, there, there were parts, again, I'm thinking back to when I was building the Millennium Falcon. There were parts of that that felt boring because you were just building like gray panels that were repetitive. But up until, up until now, I would say that's the only time I've really found myself getting bored during points of a, of a set build. But the tracks in this Hogwarts Express set were really, really mind-numbing. There's no real way you can liven that up. And the tracks did kind of have to all be built in in one go. Quite often you'll find with these Lego sets, when there's when there's an element that is going to be very repetitive, the designers of the sets are usually quite smart about how they spread the boring bits out. And they'll just have you do one boring section at a time. Uh, when I, I built up Hogwarts, the actual Hogwarts set... Again, there's aspects of that that were really, really boring to build, but they split those up enough and spread those out enough that you've got enough fun in between. That doesn't happen with the Hogwarts Express. Around about halfway through the whole build, I believe, after you built the first two carriages, you then get onto the tracks. And yeah, that was that was really, really boring. Not a lot that they could really do with that, but it would definitely tarnished the build experience so the actual train itself there's three carriages that you build there's the front carriage so you know obviously 
this is a bit with the Hogwarts Express stuff right on the front of the train. You've got the conductor in there and all of that. That was cool. And there was actually a pretty cool mechanism that you build that enables you to turn a little crank on the top of that carriage, which moves the wheels at the bottom of of that carriage. Now, that's the only one of the three carriages that has that mechanism. And building that mechanism is is what makes, I think, that carriage probably the most interesting one to build the most complex one to build certainly the problem with it is though is when everything's done you kind of mount this front carriage on the tracks with the wheels kind of lifted up off the tracks a little bit so it's not actually sitting on the track it looks a little bit odd and so this cool mechanism that kind of makes the train go really all it's doing is it's just spinning wheels in a stationary position and it's you know all right idea but it kind of feels like they did it just to introduce some variety and just to say that they had something like that in there um, because it doesn't add much to the end result at all the second carriage is kind of the middle carriage and that's just a carriage that's just carrying coal and fuel it's small it's a rectangle it's boring fortunately i think it only takes one bag to build maybe two bags um it's not a big part of the build but yeah it's just there to add to the length of of the train the main carriage is the main event this is where you've got the passenger cabins this is where the minifigs go in so you've got the characters this has got the most detail inside with the first two um the the first two carriages there's no detail inside whatsoever you're just seeing these these solid built cabins Uh, carriages with the main carriage there's basically there's three cabins that are set to recreate three scenes from the movies um so you've got a repetition of the minifigures there you've got the 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 main characters in three ages basically uh the three scenes that you've got you've got from the first movie is kind of when they first meet so it's um ron harry hermione in the carriage and i think they've got the chocolate frogs and the stuff from the sweet trolley and stuff like that the second scene is from the third movie where you have the dementor coming on the train so again you've got those characters and you've got lupin in the carriage and you've got a pretty cool um dementor minifigure in in the doorway and then the third scene i believe is from the fifth movie with luna lovegood and it's just harry and and luna and harry's i think harry's on the floor and luna's wearing a cool glasses and stuff so um these three scenes are all kind of spread throughout that main cabin and they've got a little quote from each of those scenes in like a plaque above the cabins with a a a little light um fixture push the button the little led light lights the scene up although it lights it up in a really dull orange uh, which again doesn't add anything to it whatsoever and unfortunately one of my lights was busted so you know that was a real shame for a 430 pound model um so yeah you know it, it the main cab the main carriage is really what the the train model is about and the walls of uh, that carriage detach in each of those those scenes so you can take one part off and just see the one scene put that back on take the next part off or have them all off at the same time Uh, so you can again display them with the scenes visible or have the scenes 
uh, hidden, whatever you want to do. So, you know, it, there's enough going on there. So it doesn't feel like you basically just built that long tube <laughs> with nothing happening. Um, one thing that I'd never experienced before with with any sets in the past, I believe, maybe I've just not built enough Lego. This might be something other people are accustomed to. But there were quite a few stages of the build where you were instructed to open multiple numbered bags for that step. So you get, normally, those of you who obviously build Lego a lot, you go through step by step, you do bag one, you finish everything that you can do with bag one, you get down to bag two, you work through that, and that's how the build proceeds. That's how the instructions go. It's one bag at a time. But there were points during this build, you do bag one, then bag two, then bag three, and then you come to a point where it says, now open bags four, five, and six, all at the same time, all into one big pile of Lego, and work through the next phase of instructions. And I think that happens three or four times during the build. Again, it's not something I remember ever seeing. Maybe I'm being forgetful, maybe I've just not... um, built enough lego although i built a heck of a lot i don't remember during the the millennium falcon build i don't remember during the hogwarts build or any of the larger sets that i built but this had it at least three times um and so you know there was one point where i think there were three bags that you had to open all at the same time for building the tracks so the tracks were all built as part of the same stage of the instructions but you just you open these three bags all at once into one big pile of Lego. And that just added, you know, when I was saying that part of the build was the lengthiest, it was the most monotonous, mind-numbing part. And that really added to it. Because you don't have that excitement of, you know, what's in the next bag. I know that sounds silly, but we all enjoy that, right? We all enjoy what's in the next bag. And this took away from it a little bit. And it just highlighted the boring parts a bit more so yeah it's a funny one i mean there's no denying that the end result looks great it looks impressive and i'm fortunate enough to have a space to put it in um although it's currently displayed next to hogwarts itself and the scale (laughs) the scale is way off you've got yeah you've basically got the hogwarts express that is like the height of an entire floor of hogwarts so maybe I need to not display those next to each other or I just need to kind of like get the perspective. So you've got Hogwarts Express in the foreground and then Hogwarts itself. Well, that's way off in the distance. I don't know. Um, so, but it is impressive. It looks impressive. It would look impressive if it was just, if it was just a regular train. I don't actually feel like it being the Hogwarts Express adds a whole lot to how the end result looks. You do have uh, a little part of platform nine and three quarters. This is something that, again, a lot of people complained about was the fact that platform nine and three quarters is is a bit odd. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. You know, obviously not going to get the entire platform because then it would be a much longer build. Again, you'd have this big, boring part where you're building a meter-long platform. You just get kind of a segment of it, and it's just enough so that it doesn't cover up the rest. It doesn't cover up too much of the train, um, and so you can have the platform in the foreground without the train being hidden. 
in the background. And again, on that platform, you have a fourth scene from the movies, which is from, spoiler alert, the end of the last movie, where it time jumps ahead to adult Harry with his kids and the older versions of... Um, actually, I don't think Ron Hermione are there. I think it's it's Harry, it's Ginny and their kids and some extra Slytherin students, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, nine, nine three quarters was was fine you know it was all right um yeah nothing good nothing bad to say about that the the method of making the little archways the stone archways i thought was pretty nifty on that but yeah i don't get the fuss of it and you can either display your model with that attached or without it attached anyway so an odd an odd build nice end result but again i think had this just been a train had this been like uh you know a, a stevenson's rocket model you know like a model of a famous train same size same scale and it didn't have the harry potter license it would probably be a little cheaper without that license it probably still sell because as we said i think i think the the targeting the positioning of this model for its target audience was just didn't hit the right spot so you know I'm not sure a lot of Harry Potter fans will have jumped to pay over £400, nearly $500 to buy this. Uh, city builders were put off because it didn't fit with that. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure the Harry Potter aspect adds too much. So the build experience for me, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 because it had probably the most monotonous stages that I can remember in a long while especially of the the premium sets that i built um the multi-bag sections i, I don't know why it's a non-issue really it's a nitpick but there's just something about it just cheapened the build experience a little uh for me the fact that one of my pieces wasn't working you know the lights again it loses a few marks for that so i'm going to give that build experience a five out of ten and um, for such a large set it actually didn't take a ridiculous amount of time either and there were definitely big big stages of the build where i was just i just wanted to get through that to get through it to get to the next bit um which isn't the type of build experience you want so build experience five out of ten end result i'm going to give a seven and a half out of ten it's an impressive looking display piece it's a little awkward it's going to be difficult to find the right place for it for the average lego fan um but it, it looks great uh although the red is too bright they should have gone with a slightly darker red but no it's it, it i like the end result um so yeah, seven and a half out of ten for that. Value for money, I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. You know, it is a collector's edition. It's you know, the they don't make any bones about that. It's not an expensive play piece. It is a display piece along the same lines as the Millennium Falcon. Uh, you know, two big franchises, two big um you know, prolific, famous vehicles that were featured in those so you know for for a collector's edition for the amount of um pieces you know there's over five thousand pieces uh for 430 pounds so that puts it on the right side and a lot of people kind of take 10 cents per piece or 10 pence per piece 
as kind of being the line, the dividing line as to whether something is good value or bad value. So it's just on the right side of them. Although a lot of those pieces were used for the tracks. So, you know, it's a six out of 10. Um, not a ripoff, but, you know, you're not going to feel like you're getting a, a huge bargain or a great deal for that. So those are my thoughts on the Lego Hogwarts Express. I'd love to hear what any of you who had that set felt about your build experience. How did you feel about how it turned out? Do you feel it was a good um, value for that set? Let me know on social, on Twitter and on TikTok at BrickMagnet or on Instagram Brick underscore Magnet, not hyphen, Brick underscore Magnet. Give me a shout, say hello, follow me, connect. Let me know your thoughts on the Hogwarts Express build. All right, so um, again, this is the first episode of what I hope will be uh, uh, entertaining, interesting. I don't know. Do you people, like, will you be listening to this? Who knows? But this is the first in a planned series of episodes on this show. And so I figured I'd talk a little bit about... Uh, my own relationship and my own journey with Lego. That sounds very serious, right? Um, but, you know, just figured you guys might want to know just enough about me to make a decision as to whether to care or not about um, my adventures in this wonderful world of Lego. So I want to talk just a little bit about what got me into Lego as an adult. Um, I wasn't a huge Lego kid, yeah, I came from a, a, a pretty poor background. Um, we couldn't really afford Lego, plain and simple. Um, so any Lego that we did have was usually kind of, you know, bricks that I managed to stuff in my pockets when I go around and visit my cousins and stuff like that. Um, so it wasn't really till adulthood that I, I really properly got into to Lego. And I think the thing that sparked it for me is um, in my in my grown-up life um i run a, a successful business and part of what i do within that business is public speaking so i'll speak at events um within my industry and i was at an event that was run by a friend of mine actually in london and he was just in the process of moving back to london he was born and raised there very loved the city i mean you know this this guy he's got the union jack waistcoat and everything like that you know he he loves england i think a big part was because he lived away from it for a long time so as part of that real kind of um loving for london and for england um he gave uh, the lego architecture set of london to all of the speakers at, at his event that year. And I thought it was pretty cool, you know. This happens a lot when you speak at events. They'll usually, some pay you, some don't. Some give you gifts, some, um, you know, treat you and wine you and dine you and all of that. And so, um, yeah, this this was just a, a I didn't <laughs> I didn't do the speaking gig for Lego. I realized I just made, made it sound <laughs> like I have a public speaking career where I just get paid in Lego, although you know. I'd take that career. I'd happily do public speaking gigs in exchange for free Lego. If anyone needs a, if anyone needs a speaker, yeah, hook me up. Um, but yeah, that was that was his little kind of extra little um, thank you gift that was very topical and very on theme. Um, the Lego architecture set of of London, and you know, I, I I didn't really bother with it for a month or two after I got home after that gig, and then I was just bored. 
one day and it was kind of sitting on the on on the side uh in the lounge so i busted it out and got to work on it and kind of got engrossed and of course those architecture sets they're relatively small so you know it's it's an afternoon or a few hours in an afternoon it's not a long-term project but you know i got i got that itch i got that itch to do more lego but you know again i was never a lego kid and so you know i didn't unleash this torrent of of wonderment and amazement with lego for me it was just like oh yeah doing lego as an adult is kind of cool and you know the architecture sets in particular they're not aimed at kids they are aimed at at adult fans so that was kind of uh, my introduction into the the idea that it's not an odd thing to to get into lego uh, as an adult um and because i enjoyed that set and i mentioned to my partner that i enjoyed it uh, that christmas i think it was christmas um or maybe the birthday she bought me the new york city architecture set um we'd recently i think we'd recently visited there and we'd been there a few times but we'd kind of just come back from there and it's why i went for my 30th birthday so you know i love new york and i loved doing that set as well so you know now i'm two i'm two sets in and i'm starting to get that itch and i'm starting to look at you know what other sets i might want to do the next one that i did this was definitely a christmas gift and it was yoda i'm a huge huge star wars fan massive star wars fan above all all franchises all nerd stuff star wars is is my thing um i know it's so stereotypical but Yoda was my first real big, or what felt to me, big build, a big set. Something that felt substantial that I did over multiple sessions. And that hooked me. That hooked me. That took me from, oh yeah, you can buy me the occasional piece of Lego, or the occasional Lego set as a gift, to I'm going to now go and spend hundreds and thousands of pounds on lego (laughs) um so the first one that i bought myself as an adult fan of lego was the old trafford football stadium so i'm a manchester united fan for my sins um i know some of you listening who are from the uk who follow football will be laughing right now because being a manchester united fan when i was younger was a lot different from being a Manchester United fan. <laughs> now I'm older. Um, yeah. But still, um, I'm a big enough fan to have bought that old Trafford set when it first came out. That's really the one that hooked me. Because that was a lot more intricate. The end result is just fantastic. I mean, it's it's one of the few Lego sets that I have in my office. Like, most of my office doesn't have my Lego in it. That is has been sat there in my office since since i made it it was the amount of detail the amount of just like passion i i i I felt for building it as well because it was it was my club you know i was building the mecca of my my football club right um that hooked me that really really hooked me and yeah i've been drawn in ever since and just gradually getting worse and worse and worse with with my obsession over lego but yeah anyway that's a bit about me so i'm not i'm I'm not someone who's been a long-term adult fan of lego so i've missed out on a lot and in in some of the future episodes i'll talk about some of those retired sets that i'm devastated that i missed out on but i'm making up for it 
I'm definitely making up for it um, in in the last couple of years at least. So I'd love to hear from you what got you into into Lego, whether you're an adult fan, whether you're a younger fan. What is it that really drew you in? Was it your first set or was it a particular set where you flipped that switch between, hey, this is a fun cool little thing to do from time to time to, you know what, I love this. I love this so much. Lego is my life. I'd love to hear from you. Again, hit me up on the socials at Brick Magnate, B-R-I-C-K-M-A-G-N-A-T-E. Um, or if you're on Instagram, you need a little underscore between the brick and the magnate. Or you can head to brickmagnate.com and the social links are in the top menu there i'd love to hear what got you into lego all right we're going to wrap this up because i've talked for long enough especially for the very first episode um coming up on future episodes i thought i'd just share what i've got um on their way to me from the lego warehouse i've finally been able to order the office set i'm so looking forward to that i'm a huge huge fan of the u.s version of the office of course being a Brit, I've got to show love to the original British version of The Office, but I realize this is sacrilege. I prefer the American version. The American version is so, so good. And I've been waiting for Lego to do an Office set. So that is on its way to me. Also, the Bowser set, Bowser from Mario Brothers. Again, just with my age, I mean, Mario Brothers was such, such a big, big part of my youth. And of course, Bowser like Bowser was the big bad of all of that. And um, that Bowser set looks fantastic. You've seen the preview videos. It just looks such a substantial model. I built the um, the Super Mario 64 block, the question mark block, and there's kind of a, a weird version of Bowser in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing compared to what this uh, this new Bowser set looks like. So I can't wait to get that. Can't wait to get the Office set. And I've got a few others on the way that I'll talk about in upcoming episodes. I'm also going to share um, my thoughts on some recent set builds that I've done. Uh, recently completed the Home Alone house. Uh, that was an interesting one I'll talk about in a future episode. And also the Atari console. Um, I, I finished that uh few weeks ago and i've got some thoughts to share on that i think i'll talk about that one in the next episode hopefully you've enjoyed this debut episode of brick magnate podcast i've been mike morrison thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with me and i'll catch you on the next episode